1: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, November twenty second, twenty twenty three. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Eddie Lee Jr. Joining me is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez.
2: Good
1: morning, Andy. You're all the way home. <laughs> you're not here. You're just I'm a all the way home.
2: Yeah. If you, if anybody watched Kind of KFGD on Monday, where I was struggling to finish sentences more than usual, mm-hmm. right? I'm always trying to think of words on the spot. I'm like, what is that word? Who cares? I'll just use some basic word and sound dumber for it. But that day I couldn't finish sentences because I felt like something's in my throat. I got a little, I got something going on there. Mm. I wish I keep on needing to clear my throat. Like and a freaky it's, little it, frog
3: or something. It like a little,
2: like a little tiny little frog was in there just hopping around, hip hoppity bobbity around. Uh, nice squeaker right, right yeah. there by the way. And I knew something was gonna happen and sure enough last night i'm like oof something's going up my voice i should not be in the office around people i feel good enough to just you know talk on a show try to be myself Mm. but i was like i I shouldn't be around people especially if people got thanksgiving plans and things like that yeah and you're gonna watch me mute my microphone a lot and then go like oh yeah the 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 chocolate rain away from the mic to breathe yeah
1: (laughs) I still do. I do that just on reflex for whatever reason. Like if you see me whenever I'm like sniffling or doing anything, even like live right here, I'm just like, you know, me too. Professionalism.
2: Yeah. Respect, respect the game. Uh, Let's get into
1: it, because today's stories include another update on KOTOR Remake, Sony Santa Monica's new narrative director, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games Daily. Remember you can use Epic Creator code kinda funny on all Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindafunny.com/kfgd to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content
3: really quick bless what uh bear from the mug here bear from the mug um, From the mug i have oh you're in my mug oh my yeah, god I mean, like, um i have a quick question mm-hmm. andy what were you up to last night
2: I, I'm not sure why you're asking such things right now, Barrett. I, I mean, I
3: just, you know. What's the angle here? What's... Um, you know, I, I, I just found it interesting, right? You were laughing a lot from the stream room in our apartment. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, he's having a fun time streaming. I heard his throat. So uh, checked his Twitch. I was like, oh, he's not live. He's just oh, he's just playing games with the Gironi boys. That's cool. Uh, and then I needed to go into the stream room um, to grab some pillows for a guest of ours. And uh, I, I looked over at your screen, and you were playing something I was not expecting. Probably the last thing I uh, expected to see you play.
1: Mm. Can uh, I can I guess? Mm. You're, you're, he was doing a replay of God of War twenty eighteen. No, no, no. He was playing Zelda Ocarina close. for the twenty fifth anniversary.
3: I don't know close. if either of those are close.
1: He was um. Oh, he was playing Mario Kart Eight Deluxe with the homies. Doing you know just as a fun party party night before Thanksgiving.
3: Mike, were you playing a certain game with the boys? a certain a certain game people would abbreviate to something like wow
2: oh oh there was a oh maybe we hopped into hardcore world of warcraft last night world of warcraft you're playing world of warcraft last night yeah, maybe I swiped the card and I bought a month for World of Warcraft, which, by the way, can you imagine that system working today, making a game and being like, hey, give us 15 bucks and play this a month? <laughs> it's absolutely insane. I just can't even fathom wh- how I did that back in the day. But me and Mike had been wanting to do hardcore World of Warcraft. When, when uh, BlizzCon happened, bless, hmm. they released WoW Classic. Uh, uh-huh. Wild Classic has been out for like a year or so or whatever And it's just like the old school version And people want to hop back into the old version Of World of Warcraft And experience it the way it was when it kind of launched But then they also launched this hardcore mode Where if you die, you die Wow, if he dies, he dies It's crazy And you can't resurrect your character, your character is just dead I, di- I died mm-hmm. um, After about Two and a half hours of playing and leveling up uh, So I restarted so you're in
1: it you're having a good time because that's what that means uh
2: well you know i wanted to catch up to them i didn't want to disappoint the squad but let's just Mm -hmm. say that our friend washburn walked down to the open and i followed him and suddenly all these these wolves started respawning back around us that we didn't know were there and wolves are attacking us a bear attacked us and we were all just dead so it was a real bad time and then i was like well this new character uh because I, I made a hunter i wanted to be a hunter class so my first character was julio hunter and my second character was jose hunter mm-hmm. and i am out there leveling up my second character and maybe i played well, around like until maybe eleven thirty, and maybe that character died too uh mm-hmm. so, what, so what, compelled, been
1: a what compelled you what on a tuesday evening in november the week of thanksgiving to boot up world of warcraft not even softcore world of warcraft you're playing hardcore world of warcraft I,
2: I, I think the plan was to do it this weekend and then mike texted me and said hey washi said tonight's the night for wow and i was mm. like bitch you don't think i already paid 15 dollars for the monthly <laughs> subscription come on bro oh my god you I, don't think i had to like do my two-factor authentication and really worry i wasn't going to be able to get back into my locked account absolutely i got back in you are saying it's very much influence right
3: on you. Also, really quick, it, it passed by already in the chat, but uh, someone called uh, Andy, uh, Mister Turn-based games are too slow, Cortez. Mm. I mean, you know, I'm, 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 wick, I'm, I'm, you know, flicking
2: things. I'm shooting my arrows. It's not mm. a turn-based game.
3: Mm. You mm.
2: know, you're out there doing your thing. King, King, shooting wolves. It's, it's, similar, a, it's similar game similar of the year season. Pace, though.
1: There's, you there's know? games you should be, you should be catching up on. You know, like none of us have finished Chance of sonar I've not even started Chance of sonar You know were oh, here playing, you play playing? WoW. I know. I, got, you, I saw I saw Jeff Grubb being like, yo, this is game of the year. And I'm like, fuck, dude.
2: You got to play it. I might because like... Cause like I'm like four hours in. You I know to play it.
1: We're making fun of Andy about the turn-based thing. I think I've... I don't know what it is. Like, I think I've, I've inherited a curse or something because I've been playing a bit of Sea of Stars, right? Not that much of Sea of Stars, but I've been dipping my toe into Sea of Stars. And then the other night, I picked up Mario RPG. And both of these games, at the start of them, I'm like oh yeah I'm kind of into this I'm loving the aesthetic I'm loving the characters like this is really cool but very quickly with both of them I am like oh man I'm not the hooks aren't getting into me with the, ter- with the with the turn-based systems like I don't think I'm in a turn-based mood which is weird because like or which is d- dangerous because we're entering JRPG season you know like I'm gonna ha- only gonna have more of this to deal with but maybe I do put those on the shelf and then turn the chance of Sonar, give that a
2: chance I think you should. I
3: Last think you year, should. my it's... only hope for Sea of Stars to get on the top 10 list. Oh, you got
1: you got Greg playing.
2: It's super rewarding. Barely. I think you definitely should. Everybody should play Chance of Sinar uh, as well as Blasphemous too. Uh, what a good time, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, you showed me the video of Blasphemous too. I'm like, yo, yeah, that, that game looks incredible.
2: Yeah, the boss fights are just so sick. Really cool patterns. Very creative. I wish anybody told me to play it, but I had to discover it on my own. Nobody told me about it.
1: Uh, let's get into housekeeping. We got a really cool housekeeping for you. Uh, we're doing a Black Friday giveaway. Today, we're choosing two lucky live viewers to win a free Meta Quest 3 with Sniper Ooh. Elite VR Winter Warrior. You can win by typing the keyword bless into chat. That's B-L-E-S-S. And Mike will pick a lucky winner after the ad break. Two lucky winners, I should say. Ooh. So yeah, if you want a Meta Quest 3 with Sniper Elite VR Winter Warrior, Again, type in bless in the chat. Mike picked that keyword, not me, and I just went with it. I didn't even push back. I was like, sure, why not? I'll, this, is your, this is your area. I'll just do whatever you want. And so, yeah, type bless in it. Oh, my God, chat's going crazy. Chat really wants his MetaQuest 3.
2: So, there you go. Who's going to win it? Chat, uh, whoever Venmo's be $10, bucks, i will try to get you to win. So, figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I don't
1: think that's how that works, though, because Mike is doing it. it also Venmo is, is at there,
3: Courtney. I'm pretty sure <clears> he just
1: presses a button in, like, the stream elements i don't even know what the right application is but he presses a button it picks a
2: person <laughs> you nailed it you're close night <laughs> what was, by that? was that there okay cool yeah, yeah night, night buy, by night buy will pick it mm-hmm.
1: more housekeeping for you a new games cast is up all about nintendo's 2023 and beyond it features andres restart and it is up right now over on youtube.com slash kind games then- what a
2: great episode
1: Oh, fantastic episode. A lot of great back and forth, a lot of great arguments, a lot of great points made, a lot of hype about Nintendo right now, so go check that out. Um, And then, have you ever wondered how weird Greg was as a kid? Well, now we have a definitive answer. The first episode of Greg's Childhood Home Videos is live right now on the youtube.com slash kind of funny. If you enjoy it, all episodes are live right now on patreon.com slash kind of funny, but if you are a not Patreon user, uh, you will get the episodes week to week, but of course, you want all that goodness right now. So go over to Patreon if you want Was to watch the Grandma full Billy? series. I think that's, <laughs> yeah, I, I assume so. Yeah, I don't think Greg, child Greg is hanging out with like the random yeah. ladies in the, in the neighborhood. You Man, know?
2: here's the thing. Here's my problem with this. Everybody's got to have an origin story nowadays. Like it's okay if there's an air of mystery to the Joker. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I feel that. I don't need you to called- <laughs> know how the
2: Joker became the Joker, you know?
1: I you're saying Greg Miller is basically the Joker.
2: Yeah, I exactly. We can leave some things uncovered. I don't need a Disney Plus series. No, but go watch it. It's very, very good. I watch a bit of it.
1: Uh, and then as a reminder, there's no KFGD for the rest of the week because it is American Thanksgiving. Uh also there's no post show today because because there's no KFGD for the rest of the week, we got some work to do, making some content for you. Mm-hmm. Um of course, you can still get Nerf Alice's iconic shirtless Spider-Man tee as a premium collector's item this month. You can get yours at patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on Patreon also, a new kind of Feudy will be up later today, and it might be our most unhinged episode yet. And then a, 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 a new Remember Blank is also going up uh, at some point. I don't know if it's today or later in the week, but it's going up. Some at some point, and it also might be our most unhinged episode yet. And so, go check both those out. They're both must-watch slash listen, listen episodes. Um Also, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jackson Hampton and Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, but we'll tell you about that later for now. I,
2: I want to throw something out really, 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 really quick. Throw it up. I don't know. Based on my knowledge of how Nightbot does giveaways, I don't know if that's exactly how Mike is doing it, but you might have to be in the Twitch chat to do it
1: instead uh, we of the YouTube, in chat. YouTube That's a good point, yeah.
2: I, like, it usually pulls from one chat room, so you might have to be doing it in the Twitch chat. And then you can go back to the YouTube chat, but as long as you type, it, type in the word bless on Twitch, Yeah. then you should be fine. But that's usually how Nightbot giveaways work.
1: Good call out. Uh, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report
3: it's time for some
1: news we have seven stories today
3: A picker's dozen.
1: starting with our number one star wars kotor remake reportedly is still in development at saber interactive i'm pulling from jordan midler at video games chronicle the nights of the old republic remake is still being worked on by at least two developers at saber interactive it is claimed Build as a collaboration between developer Aspire Media and production partners Lucasfilm Games and Sony Interactive Entertainment, the game was announced as a timed PS5 console exclusive during a PlayStation Showcase event in September 2021, but has reportedly been beset by problems over the last couple of years. Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier wrote a message on the Reset Era forum saying sources told him the game hadn't yet been abandoned, even if its current status is unclear. Quote, Is it alive? and will it ever actually come out are two very different questions Schreier wrote. A third is, if it does does ever come out, what will it actually look like? That said, I've talked to two people at Saber who both say they're still currently working on it. So I don't believe uh, that the comment uh, that it isn't being worked on in any way right now is true. Try later clarified on Twitter, saying, quote, can't say whether the KOTOR remake will ever actually come out, but yes, two people from Saber Interactive tell me they're still on it. Despite recent rumors that nobody is working on the game, uh, Saber took the project from Aspire last year, as Bloomberg reported then. Trier's claim, follow reports from Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb that nobody was working on the game anymore. Um, as a follow up to this, Jeff Grubb did quote tweet Jason Trier saying, I'm happy to hear this. Like I said, this game is very unlikely to happen without a partner like Sony. And Sony seems to want nothing to do with it for now. Or at Sony seems to want nothing to do with it now. Uh, maybe someone at Saber gets this, to, uh, gets this together to pitch to someone else. And so-
2: I, I just got to imagine these Aspire employees blessed like, one of them has been doing chest compressions for an hour, and the other one's like, "It's he's gone. We, we, like, we gotta let it go. <laughs> he's,
3: he's not gone, he's not gonna live. It, okay? I can fix this. <laughs> also, uh, someone in the chat, I missed it because the chat's really popping off right now, uh, said uh, only two devs. That makes it an indie game, right?
1: I saw the other yeah, day uh, a game that Mint Rocket is working on, and it was footage of the most AAA-looking, like uh, third-person action shooter narrative extraction—or not narrative, sorry—extraction shooter. And I'm like, "Yeah, Mint Rocket, in- indie developer."
2: <laughs> and I'm sure- I've, look, I've already doubled back on it. I've already uh, publicly apologized to like three people on Twitter. I thought, based on initial googling, that they were like a 30-person team. Turns out, they got like hundreds of people. Then yeah, I'm I'm with y'all. They don't deserve it. Yeah. Um deserving. Anyway, yeah, so let's keep talking about Dave the Diver. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, like this is i am I'm I'm honest. I'm tired of talking about this game. Cause I don't even care about Star Wars Quoteur enough for us to do like three news stories on it or three like headlines on it for a KHD in less than two weeks. Um I put out the game or don't put out the game. I'm tired. I don't know.
2: Like I'm I mean, I I understand your angle because I never really had that past with knights of the old republic Mm. because of its turn-based nature and i know that's what a lot of people love about it but back in the day i was i think in that era i looked at a lot of licensed games as just garbage even though i know this one had a bunch of really really good reviews and everybody loved it i was like ah that's like that's like them making a freaking Spy Hunter uh, video game with The Rock whoa, or whatever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Don't throw oh, yeah, shade at Spy that's, Hunter. That's, sorry, that's the caveat here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't include that in the conversation. Um, but I I mean, I do hope that a team eventually does pick it up only because I want, like everybody talks about Knights of the Old Republic as being the best Star Wars story in, like, in any medium uh, mm-hmm. in terms of, Develop it in terms of twists, in terms of character dynamics and everything. And I would love to see that realized in a more recent looking product and a more modern looking product with all of the gorgeous lighting and stuff that they do with visuals. And um yeah, I mean, I, at this point, we can just only hope that we would end up seeing this newer version of it.
1: Yeah. I think it's a fascinating story just for the fact that this was debuted at the PlayStation Showcase back in 2021. And it felt like a. Oh, okay. PlayStation is putting effort behind, or at, at least they're they're putting their partnership behind it, right? And so you expect this to be treated in a way where, oh no, this is a big deal. It's PlayStation partnered. It's gonna. It's like on the same level as a Final Fantasy VII remake. When you talk about like what that means for a PlayStation exclusive, right? Not necessarily that's gonna be as big as FF Seven, but you get what I mean. Um, and so for this to come out and like have the reports of all the weird development stuff, it takes me back to when this was first announced. Like, what was the conversation? Because I keep going back to the fact that my first reaction to it was, who the fuck is Aspire? Like, you know, they're known for doing ports. They're known, they've worked on Star Wars games in the past, right? Like, but like when we say that, it is, oh yeah, they've worked on a PS4 version of like Star Wars Racer or something like that. And those kind of things are cool. Those kind of things are necessary. And I love that Aspire is around to do projects like that. But when you pitch something as, oh, we're remaking Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic from the ground up, that comes with a certain level of expectation that comes with the idea that this is going to be a blue point level or a FF seven remake level thing where you're making this feel like a modern game. And that is, that is, that would be Aspire's biggest project if they're able to pull that off. And so the fact that this has gone downhill so quickly has me like, who greenlit this? But then yeah, like it being passed on to Saber and us also being in the place where we're at with Embracer and us also being in the place we're at where, you know, Sony took down the trailer for copyright music reasons, right? But also it seems like Sony also doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. It's just all weird. Like on all levels, I don't understand how we got here.
2: I think Aspire had to conjure up enough confidence in a lot of, in publishers to show that they were capable of doing a full remake style. Uh, A full remake game in that, you know, hey, we're going to from the ground up totally recreate this experience. And every studio that we know now uh, that, you know, has this massive talent that we kind of get really excited when their logo pops up or when we hear any mention of them. Every one of those studios had to have their big thing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think Bluepoint up until Shadow of the Colossus remake they were a porthouse, right? Like, that's that's all yeah. they did as well. They were porting games to newer consoles, maybe doing, like, the remastered version, but it wasn't until Shadow of the Colossus that they showed us, oh, shit, this is, like, a really talented team. And then Demon's Souls blew everybody away in terms of taking a, a an old game from the PS3 era and, you know, getting all of that original code and then putting porting it over to the PS5 and engineering and doing all the art, you know, they're, they're masters at that. So I don't want to say that, I don't want to like just kind of write a spire off and say that they wouldn't be capable of that because everybody had to start somewhere, right? And I think it's just the idea that this game has been so heavily or highly regarded in gaming history. That's why this is such a big deal. And I think we wouldn't care as much had we not seen a trailer, or that just whatever the hell that was, that little teaser. I don't think we'd care this much. I think if there we were if there were rumors here and there, and then news broke that hey things are kind of breaking down, Aspire's not looking too hot right now in this title. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that you see that at a reveal, that sets expectations. And yeah, I, f- I
1: I mean it's it's the it's probably the biggest event you could reveal a game like this at. Right. right, like it's PlayStation Showcase. It is one of the biggest rpgs you can do it with right like one of the biggest brand names or ip names in the case of star wars and yeah i think it's this perfect storm of yo if y'all nail this this puts y'all on another level i think that's a good uh, comparison when you talk about blue point and how they were able to make that step with shadow colossus from being remasters ports and like known for repackaging these things to oh now we know what your skill is as going in and build rebuilding something from the ground up yeah like this could that this could could have been that for aspire um but yeah like I it, it feels like such a perfect storm. And it feels like such a such a fumble, right? Like it feels like oh we're seeing them drop we're seeing like a star player that got drafted and it's like it feels like, almost like like Derek Rose, if we didn't know Derek Rose Rose was good, right? Where it's like, oh man, you keep getting injured and this you're supposed to be the star, you're supposed to be the breakout success, like this was your moment, and then you tore your Achilles, and now we're not gonna see you like be the star that we thought you were gonna be.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely a bummer, and I and I I wish I don't want to just throw this sort of guess out there, right? But Mm. there have to be numbers as far as games getting announced back in the day and never getting released on these big showcases, right? And I don't know why I feel like it's happening more and more nowadays. That may not be true. That could just be the way the news kind of feels, where projects are getting shut down and teams are in turmoil and there are layoffs everywhere. And there's like this epidemic in terms of people losing their jobs. I know, you know, back in the day, obviously, we had, like, stuff like Deep Down, and um, I'm already blanking on the Dragon game from Xbox. Oh, Scalebound. Scalebound. There were games like that that were obviously shown off on a big stage and then never released. But I, I don't know why I feel like this whole notion of games getting released or shown off at a big stage... And eventually getting canceled might become more and more common, and that kind of really worries me.
1: Now, somebody in chat wants you to rate my um, sports metaphor because I, I was saying the D. Rose thing. I'm be honest, I was <laughs> I was freestyling on that one. I don't know how accurate that was.
2: Yeah, I mean, you were you were playing one v one versus Kevin Durant right there. Yeah. Um, I will say that he I don't think he ever tore his Achilles. Damn it! But he was always hurt. It was the ACL issues, I believe. ACL. That's what I was yeah. thinking.
1: I don't know why Man. I thought Achilles. Like, Well, because, <laughs> you know,
2: Aaron Rodgers had his uh, Achilles torn. Uh, Ke- Kevin Durant tore his two years ago. Yeah. Achilles is a more recent thing. I feel like every 99% of athletes tear their ACL.
1: Gotcha. I saw one where somebody was doing, like, a fun, like, half-court shot the other day. Oh. And, like, <laughs> I think <laughs> tore solid. their
2: Achilles. Did you see this? I, I don't know if it, it was a torn Achilles, but the guy was just struggling. Yeah, it was a like fan. he
1: couldn't walk. Oh, it was a fan?
2: well yeah wasn't it like a halftime kind of a fan just hey shoot a half court shot win a car or whatever the hell and he gotcha. shot it and this dude was struggling to even walk it was really funny incredible
1: all right let's move on to story number two uh gears of war franchise narrative director joins god of war studio sony santa monica this is chris scolian at video games chronicle the former franchise narrative director for the gears of war series has joined sony santa monica studio bonnie Jean Ma is swapping Gears of War for God of War, announcing on Twitter that she has joined Sony Santa Monica as a narrative director. Quote, all right, let's do this, she wrote. I'm so excited to share my news. I've joined Sony Santa Monica as narrative director. I'm beyond thrilled to to be working with this team and studio. Let's go, end quote. Ma, who originally had a background in film and TV, entered the games industry in 2008 where she was a writer and narrative designer on Warhammer 40k, Space Marine, and Warhammer 40k Dark Millennium Online. She then joined Black Tusk Studios, now known as The Coalition, in 2014 where she became Franchise Narrative Manager for the Gears of War IP. Ma's other roles at The Coalition included Narrative Producer on Gears of War 4 and Narrative Designer for Gears 5 before she left to join Relic Entertainment, where she was the narrative lead and lead writer on Age of Empires IV. Ma returned to the Coalition in 2019 and became franchise narrative director for Gears of War, overseeing narrative development on Gears games titles and extended universe publications. I wonder if that includes Gears Pop. Uh, Following a two-year stint working on an unannounced open world game at Tencent-owned Timmy Montreal, Ma has now joined Sony's Santa Monica Studio, whose most recent game was God of War Ragnarok. So yeah, speaking of franchise trades, we're seeing somebody drop *Gears of War* for *God of War*. Pretty neat.
2: Pretty I mean, cool that's great. Stuff. I mean, obviously Sony has a great eye for talent, right? When it is one of those things when when a studio like Santa Monica makes a move this big, where we are we're not we're not just hiring a you know like a, a program or something like that. Where this is like narrative director is a a big deal, mm-hmm. and they obviously see a lot of hope in in bonnie jean ma and that's awesome as hell let's see where this let's see where she takes the future of wherever franchises she may take on uh, it, is it going to be god of war like necessarily? See, that's
1: my question because like people in chat are saying it could be Corey barlock's thing and i think i think what's fascinating is the timing because we are coming up um coming off of a year of god of war ragnarok right and like that project was finished up last year and there are reports and rumors. About maybe seeing a DLC or an expand alone type thing dropping soon, maybe being announced in December, and so if you're at this place where you've ramped down on God of War Ragnarok and maybe now you're ramping down on a follow up to God of War Ragnarok, I'll think that hey if you're hiring a narrative director you'd want them on the ground floor of, of a project and God of War whatever the next thing for God of War would be that is on the ground floor like whatever Corey Barlog is working on i I would have to hope that's a bit more far along, you know, like he's been working on that for a while, it seems like. So I'll think that if you're I would think that as Corey Barlog, I guess Corey Barlog, you're probably game director. Right. But then you have people under you that you probably already have in the narrative director role, unless you're trying to replace somebody or unless you're trying to get another voice in the room. But if you're Sony Santa Monica and you are working on the next God of War and you're trying to find a fresh voice for it and you're trying to find like what is the next direction for it? I think that, yeah, maybe hiring a new narrative director for that right now would actually make more sense. And we'll see, we'd probably see that in what, five years, six years, something like
2: that. It's so fascinating to me to think of what the future of Sony Santa Monica, Jesus Christ. Sony Santa Monica Monica could be, right? Like Mm -hmm. stepping outside of the God of War comfort zone, getting this, whatever this new IP could be, moving into different genres possibly, I, it, it's kind of weird for me to be honest with you. Like it's, it's Neil Druckmann working on something non Last of Us related, obviously Uncharted happened, right? But Mm -hmm. I just feel like that is so ingrained into the DNA of what these studios are and moving on to something else completely. It's going to be jarring to see that logo pop up with a different game out. It's like when you watch a lot of HBO and I'm so used to like when you watch, uh, um, Kirby Enthusiasm, you hear the ksh- uh, the HBO logo pops up, mm-hmm. and boom, 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 you hear the Kirby th- but yeah, then yeah. when you start watching Game of Thrones, you're like, oh, I was expecting the Kirby Enthusiasm song to play after this, and mm-hmm. it's like, it's gonna be really jarring to see this, whatever new title card I mean, or new logo pop to up. To that
1: point, like, that used to be The Last of Us, right? Like, yeah. when I remember when The Last of Us was first revealed at, like, the, I think it was the Game Awards, and it was Naughty Dog, and it was, like, Oh this isn't uncharted like this is some other post-apocalyptic thing and then they announce the last of us and it's oh they're doing something different oh that's weird and now the last of us is like the all oh, the main thing we see coming out of naughty dog nowadays right like I hope whatever not uh, uh Sony's Santa Monica, uh Sony Santa Monica's <laughs> there, <laughs> next really. thing is I hope that ends up being their next like their last of us of yeah, like we're doing something new, and it's going to be the face of what Sony Santa Monica does because we've gotten so much God of
2: War. Um, it's it's wild looking at the games developed, right? There's a lot of external development games where mm-hmm. I'm assuming teams within Sony Santa Monica go help out in other places and maybe you know get contracted out to work on either other um, uh, video games um, – on the Sony side of things or just out around the industry. And a lot of these are much older, but I'm looking at the games developed 2001, Connecticut, 2005 to 2022, God of War, God of War, God of War two, three Ascension, God of War, God of War Ragnarok. And that's been the, that's been the staple, right? Uh, It's, it's going to be really interesting. I'm so excited. I'm sure they're looking
1: to redefine, right? I'm sure like Corey Barlog is like, all right, like no, like not no more God of War because we're gonna get more God of War. People want God of War, and Kratos is basically the Mario PlayStation, right? But like, yeah, like it's time, like we let's do something different. I think every developer wants to do something different, even from software. They're like when, been um, releasing Armored Core, and when I went to the preview of and I got to talk to the, the lead, he was like, yeah, like we want to, we've had these pillars, we've been doing like the Souls like type stuff for a decade. We want to now establish more more pillars, and have have more variety. I think Sony Santa Monica is in the exact same place where, hey we're doing one thing really well. We've established that. Like we know what that is now. Now let's start building out so that we can have more freedom. And so we can have even more, even more of an impact as Sony yeah. Santa Monica. Really quick. Plus, I need
3: somebody uh, in our community to uh, Photoshop young Kratos, uh, give him a mustache and give him a Mario hat, please. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I
1: was going to say, Santa say Santa
2: that, um, you know, th- there was obviously a lot of other stories to explore in, the God of War universe and different characters to explore. But yeah, to kind of go along with the thing you just stated about Corey Barlock wanting to step outside of what he's been doing for a very long time. It's like you and uh, the team that worked on Ragnarok told one of the most complete and most satisfying character arcs with Kratos from 2018 to Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. There's, I'm sure there's more stuff you could explore there, but like, it's satisfying enough. We got it. Like, we, we got the Kratos story that a lot of people didn't think could, could have been delivered when it, we come to, when we talk about just this father who now kind of realizes who he needs to be and, you know, escaping his past and everything. And it's like, yeah, there's other stories to do, but there's other genres and other kind of, you know, uh, yeah. creative landscapes we can
3: go explore.
1: Yeah. I'm very excited to see what it is. Hope something cool. For now, let me tell you about something cool. Patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on Patreon, you can go, you can get the show ad-free. And
0: speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. There's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football. All week long, DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just five bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus that's looking ahead to Thanksgiving you know the Lions are always playing next week and they have Green Bay coming to town and the Lions are currently seven and a half point favorites so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code kinda funny new customers can bet 5 on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code kinda funny the crown is yours Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467 In West Virginia, you can visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. You can call 888 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. You can see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms.
1: And we're back, which means it's time to give away a Meta Quest 3. We got some winners, Bless. We got some winners. Mike, who are the winners? Acid Skies. Acid Skies, Woo! congratulations. You just won yourself a MetaQuest 3 and Sniper Elite VR, which is very exciting. Who's the second one? Kind of lit. Elephant 14. Elephant 14. I
3: know that name. Know that name? Well, congratulations to both of our winners. I'll be reaching out to you in Twitch Whispers, so make sure you have your whispers on. Whispers. 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 <laughs>
1: make sure you have your,
3: your whispers on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll message you right now and you get to have a MetaQuest.
1: That's pretty lit. There you go. Sony I go Cool. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> y'all. Have fun with MetaQuest 3. Don't go too crazy in there. Uh, story number three Eminem has been confirmed for Fortnite. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Epic Games has confirmed Eminem. the rapper Eminem, will perform in Fortnite for his Big Bang event and that players can purchase skins to become Slim Shady themselves. An update to the Big Bang announcement, Post revealed a first look at those skins and Epic confirmed they'll be available on November 27th at 4 p.m. Pacific. Three different outfits will be available. You got Rap Boy, which recreates Eminem's superhero persona uh, from the Without Me music video, Marshall Nevermore, which sees the rapper Donna Suit, and Slim Shady, which is perhaps... Closest to Eminem's good old days upon the release of the Slim Shady and Mar- Marshall Mathers LPs. Those who own the Marshall Nevermore skin and watch the Big Bang event on December 2nd will also unlock a variant called Marshall Magma that turns the rappers' <laughs> eyes black and yellow and adds some red hot marks across his face. Let's go. I don't know. What w- are we doing? I'm be honest. I'm in. Alright, you got me. <laughs> you got me. I'm playing this i'm getting myself some m&m
2: skins i'm gonna get i mean I, i'm know. gonna get
1: Slim shady who do you want to get andy
2: have i re-downloaded fortnite twice in the past week because i keep on deleting it when i upon realizing that the invincible skins are not available yet mm. yes like i do- I downloaded it i was like oh shit let me go I was like, oh they're not in the store and it's not like i'm gonna really play them i just really want the invincible skins omni-man invincible and uh adam eve um how do these talks begin how do these conversations start?
3: It's because they're run,
1: they're running out of people. Because who like at one point, like at one point, at, one, at, one, at some point, it's like, all right, we've gotten Marvel, we've gotten DC, we've gotten I don't know Sonic the Hedgehog. I assume Sonic's in there.
2: Chat, is Sonic in there? Let me know. No, no, no. Because he would look weird as shit. He doesn't have the proportions for it. That seems like a missed opportunity. He'd have long ass legs. You got to kind of make him in the same proportion. Yeah, but like.
1: <laughs> like He'd sega doesn't care
2: up. sega's not give a fuck
1: like <laughs> mario nintendo's the type to be like "Oh, i don't know man like how do we do mario in here like i feel like we can't do sega's like no nah, man fuck him up <laughs> go for it we don't care
2: i <laughs> mean we did it. i guess we did get that initial movie version of him which isn't shocking yeah, Is this fan made <clears throat> yeah no, bless. This is official. Yeah, this is actually official. <laughs> this is official, of course.
1: I mean, if it was official, the way that I'll speed run to my desk to get this fucking skin, like I will be buying in- packs. I do they do packs in Fortnite? I don't even know, but I'll get the skin. Sick,
2: calm down. It's gotta be what they need to do is have just a dude in a Sonic costume with like an obvious kind of mascot-looking head, like similar to what we just saw there. Mm. It can't be like, hey, you're gonna play a Sonic with human proportions there's sonic bulge you know like all that stuff yeah. we don't need that that'd be
1: messed up um, yeah. but yeah like, i mean my thing with eminem is that like eminem not child friendly you know like, <laughs> look at
2: that left photo look at the photo on the left it looks He's so perfect fast. with a chug
1: chug and like that's the thing is like you know you get the sonic thing and you get like you collect enough rings or no what's how they do it is that they spread the chaos emeralds through the island and now it becomes a quest where if you can find the all the chaos emeralds you can then turn into supersonic and now you're powered up for the rest of the match. It writes itself. Epic. Um, so easy. With Eminem, like Fortnite's family friendly, right? Like they don't really have like bad words.
2: And, and I mean, they got Omni Man who dated a Nazi. And, but yeah, but also, you know, <laughs> but aren't they <laughs> putting Eminem people? like
3: they're, put that performing. aside? They're putting in like his performance and stuff. Yeah, it's not like we're getting Omni Man being like, wake the fuck up, Mark. Like. You know? Well, I mean, uh, look, I, <laughs> be he's not the only it. rapper
2: who has ex- expletives in his in his songs that have been in Fortnite True. before. True, but like, you, I
1: feel like other rappers you can censor, right? Like, Travis Scott, like, at the end of the day, what's he singing about? He's singing about, I don't know, man, love and heartbreak. Eminem's out here singing about, like,
2: Bitch, murder. I'm gonna kill you! Yeah, you don't ex- ex- wanna fuck with me! <laughs> he's singing
1: about Kim. It's like, you can't put any of the Kim content in, in Fortnite.
2: I mean, I just heard recently that... Uh, he was getting canceled <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then this fortnite stuff pops up and i was like this was perfect timing perfect timing cuz you know like it it happens every once in a while when gen z is like wait abraham lincoln was like not the most perfect person like i thought he was the best and like you know people start to study up on these people's pasts and yeah. um yeah, uh, th- there was a couple of videos I saw. Like Eminem is getting canceled by Gen Z. They're like, "Hey, this guy had some I, bad songs." They're like, "No, we know." Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen <laughs> plenty of those. Great.
1: the ones I see are like the like making fun of millennials who are getting mad that they think Gen Z is canceling Eminem. Where like it'll be people being like, "And Gen Z says they're canceling Eminem. You can't cancel Eminem." And then they start rapping like Eminem to try and like oh, do like a diss so rap towards that one
2: was so bad, terrible. That terrible. Video- almost made me like just fall asleep for a year that was some bad shit
1: yeah anyway very excited about these m M&M skins i might actually boot up fortnite to, get to so i can play as slim shady and maybe um rat boy that was his name right rat boy yeah the without me yeah rat i never boy. knew he had
2: a name in that video i just knew i don't that he think was i knew costume. either
1: like i thought i just thought it was a robin parody which it you is you think but... when they
2: asked him like hey what do we what do we call this skin? He's like, I don't know, fucking rap Boy. I, <laughs> like, I, I never named it. I never thought
1: about that. I never thought we'd get this far. I never thought
2: we'd get <laughs> this In
1: 2003, I didn't know Fortnite was going to come out in 2017
2: and change the world. So yeah, just like, call him whatever. <laughs> I didn't know this man would become canon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, next news story, story number four. Rare's N64 shooter Jet Force Gemini hits Nintendo Switch online soon. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN.
2: The way Blessing almost lost his <laughs> shit when this happened. When Barrett says... Hey, blessing. I put something in the KHED Slack channel. It's especially for you. You're gonna want to check it out. And blessing was like, "No fucking way!" And he goes, I, "Oh, okay." He was like, "I thought cause I, it's a, a you, you. You just see the Warrior sixty four link. Yeah, because like the, the I thought they were making a Netflix movie. <laughs>
1: Because <laughs> like that's exactly how it happened like because the slack was it, was it was bear walking over to me being like "Bless, there's something in the slack just for you and i check kgd and it's a, a tweet from Wario with no other context i don't see his quote tweet or anything it just says i'm assuming u.s announcement for Jeff force gemini comes in about an hour i saw that and i started quick, i started going crazy and yeah my mind is so broken because I, I read that and immediately went oh they're making a netflix <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is how broken I am. No, I, I wish... <laughs> <laughs> that is one reaction I wish we had recorded. You know, just I was because, going crazy, dude. Just because you weren't reacting to the right thing. You yeah, know?
1: yeah. I was no. going. I hadn't even clicked the link yet, and I was already jumping to conclusions. Uh, let's see. Jeff for Gemini launches on Switch via the Switch Online Plus expansion pack subscription service in December. Nintendo has announced uh, Jeff for Gemini is a 1999 third-person shooter developed by Rare for the N64. Uh, revolves around a galactic law enforcement team who battle against the insectoid villain Mizar. And single-player. You explore the galaxy, fight hordes of enemies, and save a race of survivors. Most player has deathmatch for two to four players, and let me tell you, this is one of my favorite games of all time. This game is fucking incredible.
2: That's what different. is it about it? Is it the art style? Because I could, uh, I could picture myself getting really into this game because it's like this sort of sci-fi genre, and being being a kid and being like, "Wow, this is my Star Wars," you know?
1: Yeah, and that was basically it. Like it felt like a sci-fi epic at the time like it was a pretty beefy game in terms of the amount of content that was in there it was that combined with like i think this game was way ahead of its time and that was to its detriment where the controls didn't necessarily feel all that right because you're playing a third person shooter a third person shooter platformer also like with an n64 controller and that control scheme just wasn't it um it had a lot of collectathon elements that also kind of held it back but when you look past the flaws and when you actually look at Jeff force gemini for what it is like think about the amount of third-person shooters that you had on the nc4 like there wasn't a great amount think about that then think about like the amount of games that generation that had you traveling planet to planet taking out hordes of aliens um and how like every planet kind of had its own vibes like it almost felt like a mixture between like ration and clank and mass effect um with also like rare style 3d platforming elements and yeah like a bit of (laughs) eternal in there and they're there's so much about this game stylistically, and and um, for like what it tries to do that if this game didn't have its flaws, if this game actually stuck its landing, I think it would be considered like a an SC4 classic. I think we'd be talking about it in the same breath as we talk about Banjo Kazooie and like other big games that came out for the SC4. Because yeah, like the shooting was fun. There was a there was a multiplayer mode that was incredible, you know, that had all the different maps. Like, they were trying to do the GoldenEye thing once again with it. And, um, like, they had that plus, like, racing modes and a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Like, it was just a jam-packed game in terms of content. And, yeah, like, for me, it was Ratchet & Clank before Ratchet & Clank just for how much of a fun, like, third-person platform or 3D platformer combined with, like, a fun, ridiculous, um, over-the-top third-person shooter. It was, like, it was this game was crazy.
2: Like Remember I think, when games were in 240p, so they needed to make the UI look like you're playing on a cell phone? Like, th- this mm-hmm. UI is massive. Look how large even, like, that little health thing on the bottom left was, whatever the, the hell that little bar was in the yeah, bottom left. that was health, yeah. Um Bless, if you were to make a top five list of games that you would want to get remastered, would this be number one?
1: Yes. Like, remake.
2: Uh, re, like remake fully, or remastered?
1: this would probably be number one yeah yeah wow. either this or dk64 maybe but like i think this would be number one like this is a game that if you remade it because we kind of got a remake like it, it was in rare replay and so and rare replay actually did fix some of the control scheme stuff so this game if you're if you're gonna play this game i'll say just play it in rare replay don't even play the switch version because the switch version is gonna be fucked with the controls Cause it is going to be using like the emulated controls on the joy cons. That's not going to be fun. It's going to be the same problem that golden. I had just play it in rare replay. That's going to be your better version. Um, but yeah, I'll take you Also. All
2: yeah. But you're also looking at arguably the ugliest generation of games that's ever existed. Yeah. The yeah. 64 and PS one era. Oh yeah. Right. Like when we think back to the era before that, it's like pixel art still looks great. And 2D games still age extremely well, but that era where it's the most largest blurry textured tiled rock texture just across polygons. Like that's that's a really tough thing to look jet at. Jeff Force
1: yeah. Gemini has three playable characters, and one of them is a straight-up dog. like like a, like a, <laughs> like, a yeah. <laughs> like a puppy dog with a gun on its back. So you're just oh running around yes. and yeah, shooting people, and like you're like, you know, swapping out your weapons, just whatever's on your back. And that dog also has jetpack feet. And so, like, you, like, kind of double jump, right? You press the jump button and then jump again when you're in the air. And you're just, like, doing, like, a jetpack hover in the air. And it's cool as hell. Halfway through the game, all the characters get upgrades. And they turn the little dog into a little tank. Like, a little mini oh. tank. Where they, they replace his legs. And now he has, like, tank legs that he's, More like, machine running than around. than a dog. Yeah. Like, it's fucking incredible. They're, one of the early levels in this, Dogs this game... Dog's like,
3: please kill me. <laughs> <laughs> put
2: me on my misery. I don't want this life anymore.
1: <laughs> one of the early levels in this game is, like, a horror themed zombie like apocalypse like you get to a planet and the planet's just been fucked because um like the villain came through and destroyed it and like whatever like i don't know nuclear shit he used to destroy that planet turned everybody into zombies so you get there and like as you land you see like dead aliens like kind of rise from the dead like behind you and you're like oh fuck like what's going on here the planet is called toffrit and it's an anagram if you rearrange <laughs> if you rearrange the letters it spells out wet fart it's incredible. Uh there's also another <laughs> there's another level in this game that takes place all within inside an alien. You know how like in Pinocchio, the video game, there's a whole level inside the whale. Yeah, they do that, but it's a fucking big old big old alien creature that you're that you're navigating through.
2: I, I noticed your character running through orifices. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. Wondering like that was like body parts, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, 1000% you're inside a creature.
2: I learned way more about Jet Force Gem- Gemini today than I wanted to, but thank you, bless. Thank you, for... There's a cheat code. Thank you for wet fart. And there, <laughs> so,
1: if you get headshots on alien enemies, their heads fly off and you can collect the heads. And the more heads you collect, the more cheat codes you unlock. And there's a cheat code that like you can turn all the characters into kids or you can make the blood and like guts rainbow colored. So like you mm. just really like blow up aliens it's like Less rainbow violent. splatter. Fucking incredible game. God, I love That's it. Awesome. Play Jet Force Gemini. Where's DK64, bless? I'm shocked we got Jeff Force Gemini, dude. I, DK64, we had, to, we had to be getting sooner or later. My question is, where is Diddy Kong racing? Because I feel like that would have been the one to come first, before even a Jeff Force Gemini. That's the one that people really want. It hurts. Give me Diddy Kong. Story number five. Did Miyamoto really say a delayed game is eventually good, but a rush game is bad forever? A fresh report claims no. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Nintendo legend Shigeru Miyamoto is often quoted saying, A delayed game is eventually good, but a rush game is forever bad. But did he really say it? A new report suggests no. A critical hit article by Kate Willart digs into the origins of the phrase, which is usually wheeled out whenever a game is delayed to make it better. According to Willart's research, uh, the phrase may have originated from origin systems in the 80s. Origin Systems was the American video game developer founded by Richard Lord British Garriott and his brother Robert. It's my former boss. Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, at what Roosterteeth?
2: No, the, my first studio.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and best known for the Ultima and Wing Commander series, specifically Shaban Beeman, who is project director at Origin from 1989 to 1992, remembers saying a variation of the quote: "A game only a game is only late until it ships." but it's bad forever uh, during a computer games developer conference in 1996. Quote, to the best of my recollection, I came up with that phrasing. Beeman, who art tracked down said now nearly 30 years later. Quote, the sentiment certainly existed in the industry, especially at places like origin and quote. Why is this back in the news? In a recently published half life, 25th anniversary documentary, valve co-founder Gabe Newell says pretty much the same thing. Quote, late is just for a little while. Suck is forever end quote in truth it's impossible to know the true origins of the phrase perhaps it's as old as video games themselves but there's no definitive proof Miyamoto came up with it or has even ever said it so what are the what are the origins of the myth according to a 2022 report by the history of how we play it may it may have something to do with a rather innocuous paragraph published in June 1998 uh, issue of next generation magazine quote, Nintendo apparently lives by the same mantra that we once saw posted on the wall at a development house. Quote, a late game is only late until it ships. A bad game is bad until the end of time. We applaud Nintendo for that. End quote. Perhaps that development studio or development house was origin systems.
2: Great reporting right here from Wesley and at IGN. Yeah.
1: It's really cool. And specifically, this is the... uh, Kate Willard is the one who did the reporting, right? This is one that just got picked up by Wesley. But yeah, like, wonderful reporting here by Critical Head and everybody involved. Um, Fascinating.
2: You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I immediately thought of uh, the first high five ever, which took place between Dusty Baker and Glenn Burke of the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team back in 1977. It's just weird to think that these things had a place where they first started bless Like, can you imagine seeing people do that for the first time you're like what the hell did they just do right there yeah <laughs> and it's like we i don't know we we used our five digits and we touched them really high I'm like why are you high-fived what and do you think it was like when
1: like the, the first dunk in the nba do you think that was a crazy moment of like <laughs> oh, ref can you do that like i feel like I, is that not goaltending and they're like no he, nobody else touched it
2: yeah, I mean, Didn't. well, forever, you know, there was a, just a bunch of white players who weren't super athletic, so they probably wasn't a whole lot of dunking yeah. back in the day, Bless. Yeah. That's why I imagine it very, Mike- very It was very, very un, un- uh, athletic and not super competitive back in the day when you had uh, plumbers and fucking <laughs> people working day jobs going to play basketball. Um, this is awesome as hell. This is, like, we've known that that quote is always forever. That quote's been memed to hell in the last many years. Uh, but this is some cool ass reporting this is one of those little neat stories that i'm gonna think about forever yeah
1: somebody said oh it must be a slow news day all right first of all it's the day before thanksgiving all right what do you want from the industry <laughs> what do them to, you want you want them to announce gta 5 today also,
3: this is a fascinating story
1: yeah, yeah it's also called, really shit. cool
3: because
1: we quote it all the time well i misquote it all the time but turns out it doesn't even matter right because the original thing seemingly isn't even from miyamoto but I'm, all, I'm always like oh man it's like shaquille o'neal said right like yeah, a bad dunk is yeah. bad today, but a delayed dunk dunks yeah. on your homies forever. Like, you know, I'm always games misquoting are cool, this. cool, but
2: sometimes games aren't, you know?
1: Speaking of a game that could be cool one day. Story number six, Saints of Time Remake is developing still. Uh, this comes from a tweet uh, on November 21st. They tweeted out, 20 years ago, one of the most heroic tales in video games was released, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Uh, that account then follows up by saying, as you know, the passionate team at Ubisoft Montreal is reimagining this legendary story. And we're glad to announce today that the project w- uh, has passed an important internal milestone and development is progressing. We look forward to sharing more in the future. Remember when this game was supposed to come out the month after it was announced? <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: and wild. you've got to wonder what caused it to really, like, how much ref- self-reflection was there in that process? Cause I'm, I was of the opinion as somebody who never really met, played these games a whole lot back in the day that like, I didn't think it really looked as bad as everybody thought. I thought it looked like a, you know, a, a, a double a type title, right. From a smaller team. I never understood, fully understood the whole backlash. I Maybe the, uh, maybe I get it from the angle that like, if you're remaking Ocarina of time, you wouldn't want it to look like this. And this is kind of yeah. revered as one of those classics. Um, but Like it, I can't imagine those conversations taking place, Bless, where you're talking about, like, well, maybe we do fix this. And well, if we do that, then we're gonna have to do the models. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then the lighting's gonna have to change. And then we're gonna have to remake the whole video game. Like, here's what I'll say it was such a long time ago. Bear is
1: playing the trailer for Prince Persia Sands of Time. And until one of the text pop ups said that this is a reimagining, I thought he was playing the original PS2 (laughs) game trailer. I didn't really. Is this the trailer for the remake, Bear? This is
3: the trailer. This was the announcement trailer for the remake, man. And here's the thing, here's the thing I'll say, like, I kind of agree with Andy when it comes to environmental stuff, like the, like, environments looked good, some weird, like, uh, shadow stuff. It's really just the character models, especially the character your models main characters that were like, whoa, that's like a yeah. background character in Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah, I, tot- I totally
2: understand that angle. I guess, like, you know, I I had to have, I maybe needed to care about the franchise to look at that and been as disappointed as I was. Mm. or as a lot of people were right as people who care about this game and i know tim loves sands of time and he was noticeably disappointed uh and i guess i could only really feel that disappointment had i had that same passion for this franchise
1: yeah i yeah i think i mean to your point andy i think ubisoft or at least maybe like ubisoft india like who was working on it right like i think there was the understanding internally of Okay, yeah, we're gonna work on this thing that a percentage of our audience wants, right? Like Prince of Persia Saints of Time doesn't strike me as like a we're putting this on the level of an Assassin's Creed or like a new right. big AAA thing. We're gonna give it to a team that we might internally consider double A AA to make this double A version of it, but it's still gonna be improved. It's still gonna look better than the PS2 game. The environments yeah. are still gonna be improved and all that stuff, and everybody's gonna be gonna be happy with it. And when it's revealed, yeah, I think you have so many complaints, and it is. Ah, shit. All right. People want something that is more AAA. Like, okay, well, I guess we'll have you, South Montreal, work on it for the next however many years.
2: Yeah. I think, I think a lot of it just comes down to what the developers were aiming for. And I think they were aiming to make that. And then everybody said, what the hell? We, you know, we're expecting when Kratos walks into the shadow in 2016 and that reveal. And you're like, oh, shit, they're remaking God of War, and it's, like, different. This is a different experience, or this is on a way higher level than we could have ever imagined a remake be. But it's, like, <clears throat> that was there. They had set the expectations, and, like, that's what they were going for. I think they made the game they were trying to make, and they were probably super satisfied with it, and they realized oh, shit, there's a lot of backlash. People wanted way more out of this project than we were uh, delivering.
1: And, like, you know, some some people in chat are saying, like, oh, without Prince of Persia, you wouldn't get Assassin's Creed, right? Like, this isn't me saying that one is better than the other, or, like, one is valid or whatever, right? But, like, there's a reason why we get Assassin's Creed. No, I'm Creed's. saying
2: it. Yeah, they're bo- one is better than the other.
1: There. They I'm not going to say it. which. Well,
2: just <laughs> argue in the comments. Get but some engagement There's a
1: reason why we get Assassin's Creed every year, and we haven't gotten to Prince of Persia in a decade, right? Like, it is because Assassin's Creed on a box sells more, and so more money is going to get into that. And, like, to, um, like, I guess not to shoot them bail, not to, like, step into defense of, like, Prince of Persia here and, like, what Ubisoft's doing with it, but I guess to step into defense of, like, what constitutes something being a cash grab or not, right? Because, like, again, I'm looking at chat and people are like, well, you like, shouldn't have made a low-budget thing. I think in the way that we view video games as products, right, and, like, the realistic aspect of how much work it takes to make a AAA game and us getting a God of War every five years, whatever, we got to pick, we, like, we can't have it both ways. We can't ask to get a God of War every few years and then have God of War be the most intense, like, high-fidelity video game of all time right? Like, there, there's, you. I think we have to have an understanding of, hey, if you want certain things to come out, if you want certain projects to get greenlit, they're gonna have to be smaller scoped. Like, I think it's okay for video games to have different scopes. I think it's okay for certain games to not look as great as other games, right? Like, I know, in a perfect world, a Prince of Persia Saint's Time remake looks like God of War Ragnarok and it comes out and is a 10 out of 10 masterpiece type situation. But, I think if the, if, the, if the choices are, hey, put this out and have it be an 8 out of 10 and have it look like an upgrade and have it serve that audience and maybe be right. a bit of a lower key thing, or not have it happen at all. Like I think the choice might have to be, yeah, just put it out then. Um and yeah, that's I the business did, of it. That's the cool business always, of it.
2: I had always enjoyed that it was a kind of a surprise announcement. Like we weren't necessarily mm-hmm. expecting it, I don't think. Um, or maybe we were. It was the wild. I think I'm there like might I have been
3: rumors of it. Some for little whispers, some yeah.
2: murmuring Barrett. Um but when I think of like if Splinter Cell had that a trailer in th- with this amount of budget then i would totally understand the backhouse of like this is what wow really like we've been without sam fisher for years and years and years and this is what you're coming back with mm-hmm. um so man i'm oh, gosh it's like the number one thing i always say like i just i wish we could i wish there was like a lot of transparency that i can get the fly on the yeah. wall yeah sort of news cuz man those discussions must have been insanely fascinating to have a game that you were ready to ship and then have to work on it for an additional couple of years
1: yeah i, I yeah and i want like honestly like i wonder that probably that sucks for the developers that work for that studio too right like on the ubisoft oh, yeah. business level i'm sure it's like a weird it's like a tough decision to make but if you're somebody who works at ubisoft india and you spent the last year and a half or two years working on that Prince of Persia remake, and they go, and we're like, all right, cool, sweet, it's out next month, let's go, we announced it, oh, let's go, like celebration, and then they go, yeah, we're not putting that out, people aren't, people aren't happy with it, we're gonna give it to somebody else to actually remake from the ground up. It's like, that's what I spent my last year doing, like, this is yeah. my project. Um, and so I feel for
2: those people, for sure. And you have to imagine the conversations where we're delaying it for like three to six months to work on this, and then the... Corrections became more and more larger in scope. That must have been insane. Yeah.
1: Uh, Final news story. Story number seven. Look at this cool game. You know, we we, Ah. there's a lot of indie games that come up. Uh, that we see on our timeline that like sometimes ah. we don't have the time to you but like on a news day like this where we got the time let's let's take a look at some cool games and so yeah um, the
2: incited devs right here
1: yeah so this was tweeted out by Tiani Pixel on Twitter uh, where uh, it's a clip of this game that they're working on um, there the text of the tweet says exploring a mysterious dungeon uh, studio Pixel Punk, untitled next game inspired by early 3D Zelda games and Mega Man Legends developed by me and Iron Fairy uh, underscore follow us for more updates on this project and yeah it's the people that worked on Unsided they're working on their new game that looks like a fun little um zelda inspired you know puzzle uh solving dungeon type thing action game as
3: well uh, they're nailing the vibe because i was uh, before you even said zelda i was like it, it took me back to like oh wind waker temples and stuff like that so that's exciting. and you love you love to see
2: that that upgrade from the from the 2d pixel art not to say that like this is one is better than the other but i love when devs challenge themselves in that way And that's why I always get excited about those listings at Yacht Club. Like, oh, are we gonna get like a Shovel Knight 3D? What's gonna happen here? So like, this is super awesome. I played a decent amount of, I I think I maybe got more than halfway through Unsighted and a lot of other video games came out, but they are extremely talented over there. Great art style. There was like, just. it's just a good feeling video game for such a small team. And I'm very excited for whatever this project's going to be. I'm sure it's, like, several years out because they're still sharing a lot of in-progress things. But mm-hmm. so far, I'm very, very excited for whatever this is going to be.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, the way that we talk about it reminds me a little bit of Penny's Big Breakaway as well, where that's a game that came from the Sonic Mania devs. And they announced uh, their next game, I believe, at, like, a Nintendo indie thing or maybe a Nintendo Direct. And it's a 3D game. Looks super cool. And, you know, because in, the, in Sonic Mania super super stylistic game right like that's a game that had a lot of good energy and penny's big breakaway also looks like another game that's gonna have like a lot of fun energy to it really cool art style um really fun looking gameplay so i love to see yeah devs who worked on 2d stuff that's very stylistic take that skill and apply it to something 3d because then you get something that is oh like in the way that we talk about like you know big triple a games fidelity like what fans want in demand and all this shit like i just want my games to look cool i don't need them to look I don't need every game to have, a you know, cradles walking out the shadows.
2: Yeah, 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 like, yeah.
1: just make it look cool. And I think indie, indie devs have more of the leeway or at least more of the creativity to make that happen. Uh, Art
2: direction over fidelity all day,
1: man. 1000%. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm excited for, for things like this. And yeah, if, you, if you're listening or watching and you want to learn more about the game or keep up with it, uh, you can follow Tiani Pixel uh, on Twitter. That is at T-I-A-N-I Pixel on Twitter. Uh, I'm excited to see more. From this untitled game from Studio Pixel Punk. But that game is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look?
2: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday.
1: Mm, <coughs> yeah. Out today, we got Jurassic Park Classic Games Collection for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and SnowRunner for Mac. Uh, New dates for you. Destroyer, the U-Boat Hunter, sets sail on December 6th for Steam. Garden Life, a cozy simulator, launches February 22nd, 2024 on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, and PC. And Arcadian Atlas is coming to Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, and Switch on November 30th. Deal of the day for you, Walmart has become the first major U.S. retailer to offer a significant discount on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Uh, Activision's shooter, which was released on November 10th, is priced at $60 on PS4, PS5, and Xbox Series X, while stocks last. Now it's time for You're Wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as you got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe uh timmy d says florida has alligators not crocodiles i think that that's was from that's from yesterday right i think that was from yesterday i don't know yeah, it was whenever you and mike <laughs>
3: were talking about uh, what you want in gta 6
1: <clears throat> oh yeah so that would well, be about, about what what we want from gta 6 ah gotcha. yeah and i think I, at some point i mentioned like oh yeah let's fight crocodiles or some shit um i'll be honest it was a shot in the dark I knew I knew I had a fifty percent chance. Like I knew it was like a heads or tails situation, and I went crocodiles, and you got me. All right, you got hey, me. Barrett, can I try Red-handed. something out real
2: quick? Just wanted to do something real quick right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bear, uh, blessing. Can you lead me into the? Uh, if I want to know, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see if we get crocodiles or allig- alligators in GTA 6, but that game is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to mom grab shops today, where would I look?
2: Six two one. If Uh, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday
3: six oh, two one fantastic uh, Andy that was really great I love the energy that you're bringing uh the one note for this next k- take uh could I have you kind of bring your voice even deeper even deeper like you've been really just hiding out from the these uh corporations for years and it's t- taken just years and years off your life that's a, that's just w- the one note that I want for yeah. uh, for the second take
2: yeah, okay hey, six two one if I want to know what came in mom Gop shops where would I go Oh, is that Rusty? Oh <laughs> my got <guy> Rusty! <laughs>
1: Thanks, I love buddy. Rusty. <laughs> All right, do you want me to give you? I can give you one more setup if you want to try it again.
2: No, I'm good. Thank you. So okay, much. cool. Fair enough. Thank you, buddy. Let me switch back over.
1: Uh, and then this one is more of a miss news, but I also oh, hold on. I need, I need confirmation.
2: <laughs> whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa!
1: we'll figure that out Monday when we come back. That seems like a big claim. <laughs> that I need to do some research on before I report it <laughs> on a news show. <laughs> billion dollars are you sure
2: uh nah, man we just say stuff let's just say stuff you know
1: uh that's enough for you wrong that's pretty much it uh next week's hosts because of course today's the last day of, K- of kfg for the week Tomorrow we're off. Friday we're off. We're celebrating Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving. And somebody in chat was like, American Thanksgiving, lol. I think there's there's other countries that do Thanksgiving. I think Canada does their own Thanksgiving. Canada
2: has one, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I gotta clarify, American Thanksgiving. The real Thanksgiving, not like this fucking Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they're eating over there? <laughs> fucking moose? Like <laughs> <laughs> having Moose and fucking um what was it? What's the name of their gas station that they beat? Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah, having their Tim Hortons over there. You gotta imagine
2: <laughs> the conversation the hot takes over there are like, look, man, I'll be look, here's it here's the thing, bro. I'm gonna be real
3: with you. I think Moose is very overrated. Very overrated. Overrated. Because yeah, you know, we know we're uncomfortable talk about, shit about uh, Turkey over here. Family yeah. conversations that they have over there. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quite quite clear here. Uh Americans kind of mean sometimes. Yeah.
2: And mashed potatoes, very overrated. Wherever whatever friends giving you go to, can you bring back some mashed potatoes?
3: Yeah. Cool.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know like I don't know where I pulled gas station from. <laughs> I think, I think I just want to be insulting. It's a about
0: shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a cuz <copy laughs> <but laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I I finished the statement and I was like that's so insulting. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Your fucking gas station, <laughs> Canadians, we love you. Don't listen to us. Gas station, where you
1: be eating that. You having that for Thanksgiving, ain't you? When's your Thanksgiving? Canada,
2: Canada gave us Rush, okay, the best trio of all time. They and also they gave,
1: gave us Sum
3: Forty One. Oh,
1: that's true. And Justin Bieber, and Justin Bieber gave us like two good albums. And though.
3: Avril Lavigne.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. next week's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are on Monday. You're getting Tim and me. Tuesday, you're getting Greg and me. Wednesday, you're getting me and greg thursday you're getting me and tim and on friday you're getting mike and andy
2: whoa yeah here's one thing i wanted to mention why we're not doing the usual wednesday andy and Bless games daily because you all will be streaming on the youtube channel but that day i will be on the kind of funny games twitch channel at 8 a.m sharp doing a full watch along of Midnight Mass, fulfilling the goal that was set last year, and I was going to do it during Halloween, and then the pandemic, or not the pandemic hit, uh, there was another pandemic uh, called the writer's strike, and there was a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to get Rahul to be a part of it because he wanted to be a part of it for a couple episodes. That may not happen because of other contractual stuff that he's dealing with, but we're going to try to get Rahul to at least send a little video message. But on the Twitch channel of Kind of Funny Games Wednesday, I will be live from 8 to however long it takes to finish Midnight Mass for that little spooky watch-along. I'm kind of yeah. worried about it.
3: Uh, and so, yeah, just programming note for everybody else. Uh, games Daily and the normal, or I don't know if we're doing a, another, tw- like, uh, gameplay stream alongside that. But Games Daily will be I don't think only live on YouTube that day. So uh, for the normal Twitch viewers who want their gaming news on Wednesday, uh, you'll have to catch us over on YouTube.com slash games.
2: Jesus, Jacob Gravers says Midnight Mass is what I leave in the toilet at night. Thanks for watching the show, everybody.
1: Follow The House of Usher is pretty good too. You should watch that afterwards.
2: Well, a lot of people were saying like, there was the, I put up the poll and I was like, what should I watch? And I'm I'm surprised that Midnight Mass won because Nick says it's so boring.
1: Uh, uh, Midnight Mass isn't boring. It's like it's more slow. We know sl- Nick has bad taste. It's though. slower paced, but I think yeah. it's also scarier than House of Usher, and so I I think it's more entertaining to see you watch Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass is freaky House of Usher very entertaining though like I fucking love that show so get around to it you'll like it I probably won of course this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games we run you through the nerdy news needs to know about
2: until next time Game Daily